are back. Episode 10 of Chasing 69, a New York Jets podcast. I am Blake Pace alongside Teddy Pristash. Before we get into everything today, which uh, this is going to be our big 2022 NFL schedule uh, debate or conversation uh, now that we have a schedule in front of us. Make sure, before we get into all of that, to follow us over on Twitter at NYJ underscore Chasing69. Shout out to Teddy. We have been fucking shooting to the moon with these followers. I think it was Almost only a few, 200. a few weeks ago we were talking about getting to 50, and now we're, we're at the 200. So, you I know, know, maybe we'll us just, start just our OnlyFans once we get to do 50. I know, I know. We'll join a couple other Jets uh, Twitter people in doing that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't know who you were talking about at first, and now I do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. This episode will finally be back up on YouTube because thank God that uh, Zoom Let's isn't go. fucking us anymore. So we'll be back on the YouTube for all of our five views there. But um, if you want to see our pretty faces, Teddy, you've been pretty yeah, consistent with this backdrop there. now. You've been, I know. Uh, well, it's been my computer background for about, I don't know, 10 years. No, that's not true. Like five years three Very years ever since vibes. i've had this this uh computer but yeah i don't know i didn't really like when it was just like my stupid guest room you know i like right. it better when it looks like i'm like somewhere I gotta, crazy i gotta find out what i can put up on this backdrop or kids i want to get something yeah it looks like you're too. like i don't even know where you are i'm in my bedroom that's now also my office space we're just going to start describing how the zoom looks for all the people listening. yeah i love well most <laughs> like 95 percent of the people that listen to this listen to it and not watch it so let's just skip over that make sure to follow us on twitter youtube like subscribe to the podcast teddy's on twitter at teddy huncho i'm at blake andrew pace uh getting back on my writing i uh, dropped the ball the last few weeks for a few different reasons but um picking back up on that teddy how you doing Doing good, man. I'm, you know, worn out, working like a dog, but yep. <laughs> I got this great Jets Jets podcast that I get to do once a week. So, we and I mean, to. the schedule came out and I don't know why everyone's like, everyone's like, everyone says the same thing about the schedule, which is like, we already knew what teams we were going to play. And I'm, I'm kind of like the opposite where like they, they release the opponents and I I like need it to be in order for it to like really come together for me, you know? Yeah. Because because in your head, you can start building up like the, Oh, this is what we're going to do in September. This is how we build the, the kind of train rolling. So, so yeah. So I don't even really let the schedule like hit me. I mean, I knew like we were playing obviously, but I don't really like let it like sink in until it comes out. And also everyone like loves to be like the NFL. I don't know why they, I don't know why they drag this out and they can't just release it. And it's like, well, we've all been talking about it for about two weeks straight. So that's why they drag it out because everyone obviously talks about it and wants the leaks. And it's just like, it's like we, we like NFL fans complain about it, but then we're the reason that they're doing it because it's obviously so successful because we all just talk about the NFL nonstop. Exactly. Yeah. They know that we're not going to talk about anything else. So they're like, well, let's just build up the suspense and make that like, it's like the Jersey numbers we were talking about last week. It's like people are, people just care. They, they care more than they should. And it's about every single aspect. We've spent the last seven days on Twitter talking about Zach Wilson's thighs, you know, and how beefed up he's looking. So it's like, we're just, we're just coming up with things to, uh, to pretend that we care about, but we do care about, I guess. I don't know. To me, I care about it. I, well, I don't care about Zach Wilson's thighs, really, I guess, but I care about the schedule. You know what's really funny? I 
haven't looked at what the Colts schedule is. I was wondering like how much you were going to talk about the Colts schedule, but I haven't seen it at all. I think I looked through it. I don't remember it. Um, I know when we play Carson Wentz, I think it's like week eight or nine. So I know that we get the Wentz revenge game then, but that'll be a fun day for you. I I, like, I can't tell you, like, I know way more about the Jets schedule than this one, but it's because you're a Jets fan now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Um, Jets, Jets fan until September rolls around. So Teddy, as, as we do with every episode, uh, we like to kick things off with a little bit of housekeeping, but things have been pretty quiet on the Jets front. Um, you know, we've signed Jermaine Johnson. That's nice. We've talked about the importance of no drama with rookie contracts. We've got two of these guys under wrap now, uh, two of our first rounders. So um, nice to see him kind of put the put the uh, pen to paper and get things done. But other than that, it's been that. And uh, Zach Wilson's beefed up, right? I don't think we've missed much yeah, else. I don't know if uh, if Sauce officially had number one last week when we talked, but now he officially oh, yeah. has number one. So I think that's pretty cool. But I saw Bryce Hall took 20, I believe. And oh, then oh, Brees Hall or Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Yeah. Well, they get him confused. But yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I like that a lot better than 35 for sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Here we go cool. about these jersey numbers again. I know. Yeah. We, we don't need to spend time <laughs> talking about this. Let's get into the schedule. We're going to kind of break it down by month or certain stretches. Um, I do want to know, because because I don't want to give my overall thoughts until we get to the end, but like when you saw the schedule, did it make you feel better about the Jets season, worse, or kind of indifferent? Yeah, I mean, kind of the same. Um, I know that it's like pretty classic to, you know, you look at the schedule, like you know who you, what teams you're going to play, you know which ones are supposed to be good, which ones are supposed to be bad, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ever really works out like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just like an anti like strength of schedule guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cause I mean, like, look at like last year we won five games, you know, and, but it's like, no one would have looked at the schedule and been like, Oh, well, they're going to be like the Titans. And I mean, maybe they would have said the yeah. Bengals, but not really like at, by the time we played them. And I just think, I think number one, it, it comes down to, it comes down to like, you don't know like what teams are going to still be good or become bad, or, you know, you don't know what's going to go on there. And then we also don't know what the jets are going to do. You know, like you're the type of guy who always says that the jets still have a really bad roster, which is just insane. But I say that you said they have like a bottom roster in the league, but it's like in the AFC, their roster does not match with the top tier of, of teams. Yeah. They're closer to the bottom half than the upper half. Okay, I like that better. But it's just like, it's like, it all comes down to can these guys that are question marks and that are hopefuls like not stink and like be stars, you know? So it's just one of those things where it's like looking at the schedule. And I mean, I'll just, I'll come out and say it like we're going to go through month by month. But like the beginning of the schedule seems a lot harder than the end of the schedule, you know, like pre buy and post buy are very different. But I just don't really like, I don't know. It just doesn't really like bother me that much, I guess, just because of, of how it is. But at the same time, like how many times has there been a team who has an easy part of the schedule and a weak part of the schedule and like the dolphins last year, for example, you know, like you can have a tale of two, two seasons just because of the way your schedule lands. So yeah, I definitely don't love that. Like it seems a lot harder in the first nine games than it does in the, in the last uh, eight. Is that math right? Yeah. 17. But uh yeah. You know, 
it is what it is. I, I, I don't think it really changes my expectations because the expectations are all on, it's all on like the question mark. We need enough of our question marks to hit as opposed to like, we just don't have a good enough team to beat good teams. Right. And, and, and that's the thing we're doing this. What it's, it's May 18th when this podcast comes out, if, if we get into August and all of a sudden key players in the AFC North are all just injured, that changes what this schedule looks like. Cause we do take a look at it and yeah, those first two months and first nine weeks, they suck. They're, they're not fun. But what I will say is important when looking at this schedule is we know the importance of the Jets starting out strong. And it's been something that's been talked about all offseason. It's been talked about for years, honestly, with the Jets. It's, it's being in the hunt by the time November comes around. Can you at least still be competitive? Is your season still alive by the end of the first two months? And when you look at the schedule, it's an uphill battle. Now it's not impossible, but I, when I just take a look at it and, and, and I think that's, it's just because from what I've heard from other jets podcasts or newsletters or, or what I subscribe to, this is something the organi- organization cares a lot about. It's about starting off the season strong. And so when you're given this schedule and you kind of see, it's like, okay, competitive division in the AFC North through the first four weeks. And then, okay, you know, tough divisional games, but something that you hope you win. You've got to travel to Denver. You got to travel to Green Bay. Things get tough. Um, but another thing that you said that was important is, you know, all of these question marks with the Jets, they have to pan out. You know, we, one of the things we're going to go through when we look at each specific month is some of the just more enjoyable matchups to watch. And obviously, one of the ones I'm most excited about, and I'm sure everybody is, is What's Sauce Garner going to look like, you know, defending the top, um, the top wide receivers in the league. So, you know, but what if, what if he doesn't pan out in his first year, the way we expected to, then those matchups don't matter anything. So there's a ton of question marks for the jets. Um, but the, the biggest thing is, is avoiding a slow start. Um, and, and that's, that just seems to be from top to bottom in the organization, like one of the most important things for them. And, and, I, and I understand if, if you finish hot in the second half of the season and there's going to be a game where you beat a team like Tennessee last year, where it's like, okay, we didn't expect to beat these guys, but we're in the game. We win it. That flips a little bit of momentum. Hopefully you can do that in these first four weeks. But you think about last year and how it started off against the tough defenses of Carolina, New England, Denver, those games were brutal. And uh, you hope to avoid something like that starting off this season. Yeah. And, and I mean, that is one thing about this schedule, like as, as hard as it, as it does kind of seem, I still think it's easier than last year's schedule, which was just a, a, a brutal schedule all the way through it seemed. And um, you know what you're saying about the hot start. I mean, it's so true. And like, you're right. It's like, okay, let's say you start one and seven, like, sure, there's a chance you could win eight games and finish tenants or see all my math's getting fucked up, but whatever. But 17 games really does mess things up now because our entire life. It's so easy when it's eight plus eight is 16 and then you just work from there. But, but, you know, it's like, if we're sitting here at one and six again, seven weeks in the season, none of us Jets fans are going to be feeling the way we do now, you know? And it's like, sure, maybe, maybe you can really, win a majority of the games but you're just setting yourself up to a point where it's like okay well now if we lose one two three games out of these last nine or ten it's like well it doesn't even matter you know so it's just we I think we all have the same kind of litmus test of like 
maybe you don't have to make the playoffs, but, but we got to start being in the graphic, you know, and they start showing it around Halloween and, and it's barely past the halfway mark of the season. You know, I don't want to be, even if we're three and five, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a lot better than, than one and seven, you know? So it's just like, you're right. It's very important, but, but let's get into it. Cause I'm, I'm really excited to talk, to talk about this first four months or four it's, weeks. The first four weeks is crazy. Cause it's, it's just the AFC North. It's, it's the entire division. I, I feel like schedules don't usually play out like this where you're literally just getting an entire division. I, maybe I don't pay attention enough to that, but I was surprised. I was like the entire division and just the yeah, month is gone. I was surprised too. Yeah. So basically we, we start off the season week one against Baltimore week two against uh, Cleveland week three against Cincinnati, week four against Pittsburgh. So it's the entire AFC North. And literally, it's just like, don't you think we could have switched a couple of these around just to yeah. like not have it like that? But it, but I mean, it is kind of funny. Um, and, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it, because I think I don't think it's going to be as brutal as you do. But, yeah, but what do you see, think when you look at this? When I look at it I and what how you look at it in May, because like you said, these teams could look so much different by the time September rolls around. I take a look at the organizations and I say, okay, over the last two decades, two of the most consistent, physical, um, intimidating teams or, or organizations are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. They are just consistently a competitive team. They're not, you know, it, Mike Tomlin's never missed the playoffs in his career. John Harbaugh and the Ravens, I know that they've had a few slumps or hit or misses, but they're, they're consistently two very well-respected organizations. When you take a look at Cincinnati, you know, the reigning AFC champions, it's it's no longer a, okay, oh, we get to play the Bengals. It's no, oh, shit, we have to play the Bengals. We have to watch. And one of the key matchups early on, we just get to see Sauce, Jamar Chase, or T. Higgins, or whoever he's on. He's going to have some tough receivers to guard right out the gate. Um, and you can extend that into, you know, Amari Cooper with Cleveland, or you can extend that into, uh, you know, Pittsburgh wide receivers. That's a top matchup I look at, and it's like early test for you sauce let's go and see you out there against some of the best in the league when you take a look at, and it's it's two organizations that i respect and two what i think is more important than organizations i respect two always very consistently good defenses in pittsburgh and baltimore and when you're an offense that needs to take that next step and and a lot is hinging on zach wilson here it's just it's it it reminds me a little bit of like the okay, we have to play Carolina, New England, Denver. It's, it's just tough defenses to play to start out a season while you're and, and for the jets, when you're a team that has so many moving parts, and this is a very new, like there's a lot that's coming back, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, a lot of the offensive line, Michael Carter back there, but you're adding in Garrett Wilson, new tight ends, uh, you know, Lakin Tomlinson, Brees Hall, like there's a lot of new parts on offense and the preseason's fun. You get to try and experiment things. It's you don't really learn until you get maybe one month into the season. So facing tough defenses like Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I get a little worried about just saying like, these guys are always consistently good on defense. And if you look at their depth charts, they're going to be good again this next season. So those two teams worry me. The offense of Cincinnati is just like, it's a nightmare to play. Um, but, you know, the Jets should And the have defense an... of Cincinnati. I mean, realistically. Yeah, yeah it's a good defense. It's, it, it is. It, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, not a, it's not a bad one. And then Cleveland, Cleveland just to me hinges on Deshaun Watson, which if reports came out Tuesday when we're recording this, that he's expecting to be suspended for multiple games. Cool. Week two, we don't have to worry about him. So that, that, if that holds true, I feel a lot better about the Cleveland game. Um, 
I guess, you know, to finish off my rant, I see this as a, to me personally, a one and three start um, with the win being over Cleveland led by Jacoby Brissett. Uh, very familiar with him. Um, to me, it just comes down to being, being a, a new team with a lot of moving pieces on offense and defense. It is harder to start out the season playing consistent, good, like Harbaugh and, and Tomlin are going to have their teams ready. You know, this offense in Cincinnati and, and even the defense, like you said, those are three tough opponents to me where I just go for a team that's trying to find who they are playing three teams that already know who they are is a little bit difficult to me. Yeah. I mean, everything you say makes, makes logical sense, I think. Um, and obviously this is all just projection. I think it's a little funny, like the, the, the week one game against Baltimore. Um, I personally, like, like when I first see it, I don't really think of their, their defense. And I start thinking of their offense, you know, with Lamar Jackson and, mm -hmm. and obviously losing Hollywood Brown, it seems like they don't have really as many weapons um, on offense, but I mean, Rashad Bateman's a good player. Mark Andrews is a stud. Um, they've, they've God been able to back. run the ball, obviously. So I just think, I think week one is going to be a huge test for, for our, uh, our edges, you know, and Carl Lawson and Jermaine Johnson and all these new guys that we've brought in just because I really think it's, it, it's, it's what we've been talking about kind of as this big weakness that the jets have had, which is like the inability to number one, like pass rush the quarterback and get to the quarterback. And number two, to just like set an edge and have a defense where the edge is set, you know? And so I just, I, I instantly see like, okay, well, we really need our, our edge guys to show up because if Lamar Jackson starts getting outside, getting outside, getting outside, um, it's not going to be a good time. But I... I agree about Cleveland. You know, I think that even before the report that came out today, um, Deshaun Watson has to be suspended at least two weeks, it seems like to me. I mean, that's just like a standard, like minimum suspension for doing something illegal, it seems. And I know mm -hmm. that like, we're not going to get into the whole Deshaun Watson I, thing, yeah. but like at the end of the day, I mean, just for optics, the NFL has to kind of do something. They have to do you know? something. So to me, like, I kind of expect like a two game suspension, four game suspension, you know, I mean, maybe the NFL really brings down the hammer and does something crazy, but, but it is kind of nice to just be like, Oh, okay. We got to play Cleveland week two. So he'll definitely be suspended. Um, and what I also think is funny is like, I look at Cincinnati and that's the team that scares me the most. And it's like, and I mean, maybe I'm disrespecting the Ravens a little, but it's like last year, I would not have thought that that was going to be the case, you know? Right. Um, and in terms of Pittsburgh, like I, I get the defense thing, but I, I really don't see it with Pittsburgh and I don't think their offense is really going to be there all that much with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. I mean, maybe they had Ben Roethlisberger who was you, basically terrible last year, but you mean Mitch or uh, Kenny Pickett, right? Oh, I thought you said, oh no, yeah, Cleveland's Mitch. Cleveland's got Jacoby. Right, Brissett right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. I knew. It was no, yeah, you're good. yeah. Oh, and Kenny Pickett. Yeah. That's cool too. I mean, I kind of hope that. Like, I don't really care about Mitch Trubisky. I kind of hope Kenny Pickett is, is the starter for Pittsburgh right out of the gate. But um, I don't know. It just doesn't really scare me that much. I think for my prediction, I'm going to go two and two. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's very possible that anything could happen. You know, we could go in four, probably don't go four and oh. But I just think that the, the Browns seem to kind of just be in a state where they're not going to be doing all that great. 
especially with the quarterback situation. And then I think we're going to be able to steal another game probably against the Steelers. But I think you never know. Week one is always a crazy time when, when good teams win and or good teams lose and bad teams win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an optimist. So, so for my prediction, I'm going to go two and two just because I think we're able to beat Cleveland and we're able to, to get one more game at least. Um, but I don't know. It just, I, I don't think it scares me as much. And I also think like I've just put myself in the mindset of the Jets offense is going to take that jump forward, you know? So yeah, I could be wrong, but, but that's what I think. I think the biggest thing that we, that I guess we don't agree on is I guess Pittsburgh. Cause to me, when I look at them, I think that Mitch or Pickett is like an upgrade from big Ben. Just like that what could we be saw true him, for sure. What we saw to him sure. last year was just like, some of the worst quarterback play I've seen in a while. I, I um, agree in terms of like playmaking, but at the end of the day, like you have a guy who's been back there for like 18 years, you know? Well, that's the thing. If it's, if it ends up being picket, you've got a young QB and and you're a defensive minded head coach with a lot of good players on defense now and a frequent pass rush like that, that should be able to rattle him a little bit. So I could get the, I could get the Pittsburgh win. I'm a, I, we don't need to talk about the rest of the league much on this podcast because it's very jet centric. I am so hoping, and I know it's not going to happen. I would love for Mitch to win this starting job, at least in year one. Like I, I don't know why I, you love Mitch so much. Everyone does. I do I remember just, that stretch though, where the bears were just putting up like 30 a game and just like I mean, everyone just ignored it. I just, I think he's, he gets too much of the blame for Chicago. I don't right. think he's like great. I wanted the Colts to sign him before we had Matt Ryan. If you ask me, I'd rather take Matt Ryan, but um, Mitch, I was kind of just like, I was like, he's athletic. He can move. He's not, doesn't have a bad arm. I don't know, but okay. So you've got, you've got two and two on there. I've got, I'm going to go one and three just because the Cleveland, here's my other part. Cleveland is also just a, a very good roster. No, they are. We're putting a lot in, in their, in their quarterback but, what I will say, though, is like I think the way that their offense matches up with the Jets defense, I would be I'd feel better playing Jacoby Brissett throwing to Amari Cooper. And it, like I, what I'm trying to say is I think the run defense for the Jets can hold its own against Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, where fine, if if Jacoby Brissett needs to pass to Amari Cooper, I, I'll live with that. But I feel like the Jets can do a good job holding up against the run game with Cleveland. Um, so that's where I'm like, we, we, we should give a little bit more credit to the roster that they have um, in, in Cleveland, but without Deshaun and with Jacoby, I just, I don't know. I just, I think that that's yeah, enough the of whole, a change. The whole murkiness of just like their, their quarterback situation just seems to just like be putting a damper on it and, you know, yeah. they'll bounce back, but it is what it is. I do think. I think we should talk about other teams more on this podcast. Maybe not this specific talk about, podcast. Talk but, about other teams. But I love talking NFL, man. We should we should get a we should get an AFC. We still need to do an AFC East podcast with uh, Scott and uh, and uh, with our idiot friends, Mike, with our idiot friends. Yeah, like we're not idiots. Be fun. Well, who isn't? Who isn't an idiot? All right. So Teddy starts off the season two and two. I'm gonna go one and three. Um, given the circumstance that Watson is suspended month two, I labeled in month one was labeled the AFC North month two. I go not much easier. Uh, <laughs> play, Harder, maybe play new England and Miami each. And then you've got road trips to Denver and green Bay. Um, 
Teddy, I texted you earlier today. I said the most important games of the season to me are these first two against New England and Miami. Um, to me, you at the very least have to split with these two teams. They should be looked at as at the very least your equals, if not your lessers. To me, we're just where the, the Jets are at now. And if you can't at least win one of these games, um, and to me, given how difficult the first nine weeks are, you have to win the first ones. So to me, that's the trade-off here. And I know it doesn't make sense because if you're going one and one, it shouldn't matter which one you win. But when you take a look at how the season unravels, and this is where the schedule to me is so important. If you are going to split these, you need to get those early wins against the division rivals, because if you, it's so different between, like you said, being one and seven versus three and five. So um, what are you, I, I texted you that, what are your thoughts on, on these early divisional games with new England and Miami? Yeah. I mean, I agree if if the Jets go into week eight and are one and six or two and four, you know, and then they have those that back to back with New England and Buffalo. I mean, they are both home. So you're right. It's kind of like the more the easier and I'm putting quotation marks, but but the easier games to win. I mean, you're right, especially if we only have one or two wins going into it. There's really just like you have I mean, at least win one. But I mean, on the flip side, if we can have three or four wins up to this point, which may be asking a lot, but but it obviously then it's not as important to get to get those wins if you already have a couple piled up, you know, but but I think that your point about getting them early, especially because they're the home games is, is exactly correct. And I also think just overall, I mean, you look at, I think, three, four years in a row now, the Jets are 0 and six against their division. And it's just like, that's not good enough, you know, because if you're 0-6 against the division, then you have 12 other games. I mean, you got to go 10-2 and two to, to – here we go again with this math. 10-8? and eight? No, no, it's that okay. I'm just letting you do oh, it. yes, it I'm does. 10-8. and eight. No, yeah, it's a 17-game so, schedule. See, 18 weeks, 17 games. Oh, right, I don't right, like right, it. Right. I mean, we just we spent our entire lives knowing a 16 game. And schedule. I'm a math guy. Like this shouldn't I know be that are. hard. But every time I'm saying numbers, I'm like, these don't add up. Whatever. Well, All I'm trying to it. say is, it's like we can't we can't continue to be 0 and 6 in the AFC East. One and five doesn't seem like it's going to cut it. Two and four maybe, but it's like it, it feels like we got to at least split, and that means we're going to have to sweep one of these teams get another win against another one, you know, and then fuck Buffalo. They'll probably beat us twice, even though, again, I don't really subscribe to that kind of thinking, but, but it's just, I think you're right. But again, it's just like hard for me to really like agree with you super emphatically just because it all just, I don't know. It just all, like it all matters so much that it's hard to just say like these two games are so important. Yeah, I just I, I think, like you said, with with the history of not being able to succeed in the division, uh, Miami's one thing I this this we team, should be better than Miami. Like the only excuse be. I feel like that the Jets possibly have is like the youngness and just the fact that like, OK, maybe maybe Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, you know, don't really like hit right off the bat. But at the same time, I mean, this is week eight. It's like. Once you're, once you're two months into the season, like, all right, rookie, like, here we go. Like there, there's no more like, okay, well it takes him a little bit. It's like, it's unless you're, I mean, obviously there's gonna, there's more than just the first eight games of a player's career. I get that. But it's like, 
the Jets are in a position where we've drafted players who, who need to be impacting the game right away. You know, it's not like we took a third round corner who's going right. to jump into that starting role and we're saying, I hope he becomes something. We took a cornerback top five, you know, we took uh, the second receiver off the board in the top 10, you know, we have a first round uh, edge rusher, like, like the way that we're approaching this year is no longer a, all right, we have a couple of years to kind of get our feet under us. It's okay. We got our feet under us. Now let's, let's rise up, you know? And, and uh, I don't know. We're clipping that for Twitter. I like that. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good speech there. Right? Cause I like it. You're right. The, the, you have to take this next step. And when you take a look at Miami, I mean, they, this should be a team. And I said, at the very least, you have to split. This should be a team that you sweep because I'm still in belief that Zach Wilson's going to take that next step. To me, Tua is never going to be a quarterback that takes that next step. You've got a first-time head coach. You've got a Team bad offensive Tua. line. What'd you say? Team fuck Tua. Team fuck Tua. I, I Jets just, fans I, and Dolphins fans are going nuts on Twitter every day, and it's hilarious. I love it, and I it, it it's nice to be on this side of things too. It's it's nice to be on that because I would the Dolphins. I I can't defend Tua. I I'm sorry. I know there's Tua on, but like when I watch him play, and and this goes back years for me. And if you're just following my Jet stuff, you know that I just I I don't hate Tua. I just never saw him as like thought, a scout. A you start. like don't think he's a good. Player. I never saw him and was like Blake this was... is going to be a good quarterback. Blake was pounding the table for the Dolphins to take Justin Herbert. A couple I said, years ago. I said it would be the biggest mistake of like the last two decades for them. And, and I don't know, I think so far it looks like it, but anyways, Miami's one thing you should be able to sweep them. They're a, a team that's changing a little bit, bad offensive line, new head coach quarterback. That's going to probably underperform again, new England. That's what I want to take a look at because this is a huge year for the Jets. To me, when I look at their rosters, and I understand that New England, kind of like Baltimore and Pittsburgh, over the last two decades, they are the label of consistency. I'm really when excited for at, what you're about to say. Give it to when me. When you look at the Give roster, the Jets have a better roster. They have more talent on their depth chart than the New England Patriots. They should go out there, and they should at the very least win one of these games. And it's mostly on offense that I see the, the difference in talent, which I think is, um, you know, defensively – no matter who's on that depth chart for new England on defense, it always seems to work out somehow, you know, they've got rid of both their cornerbacks. Now I'm sure they're going to have guys that do just fine. But when you take a look at the depth charts, the jets have a better roster right now than new England. And so, yeah, when you take a look at that game, it's going to be on, uh, when is it? October 30th day before, so right be day before right Halloween, before Halloween. That's a very important game where the jets can like make a statement. Go out there. That's a, that's an important game because you can start to turn the tide a little bit with a with a big win where, you know, it shouldn't be a fluke win. It should be a win that says we are here. We have a good roster. We have a better roster than you. I understand you're a great coach, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time. But your team can't match ours, and so uh, it's it's just a, it's a it's an important game to me. I don't know. No. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and I agree. Like, that's the thing is like, when you look at new England's roster, it does seem like they really shouldn't be as good. You know, if you put that roster on in any other Jersey in any other city, it, it kind of loses some of its luster, but that's kind of what Bill Belichick brings and, you know, the history with the jets and just being able to consistently like just kind of like confuse us and, you know, 
make us see ghosts and all this shit, you know? And it's just like, I think that what's so important about that game and what really sticks out in my mind when I think about it is again, like we're deeper in the season now it's week eight. And this is kind of like, all right, like Zach Wilson and Mike LaFleur, like, like we can't be getting bullied anymore and being outsmarted consistently just by these, oh, well, it's Bill Belichick. So what are we going to do against Bill Belichick's defense? You know, like that's not how it works. And just to reiterate my point from the beginning, it's like, how, how, how does a team become competitive? It's like, well, you gotta, you gotta be able to play close games and like be in these games and win these games against other, like kind of middle of the road teams, you know? And, and like, it's like, sure. You obviously, we want to beat up on the bad teams, maybe the elite teams you don't really expect to win, but it's like, we can't just be going in being like, Oh, well, you know, it's new England. So if we lose, like it is what it is. It's like, no dude. Like if, if we want to be what, I just think it's like we're all these Jets fans and myself included. We're all running around being like, oh, my God, like we've gotten so much better. We're going to be so good. But then it's like it comes to a New England game and we're like, ah, eh, well, I kind of think like they're still really good. And it's like, no, like, fuck that. Like, right. We have to show that 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 we're we're able to, like, make the improvements and, and play and, and be on that level, you know, and it's like New England hasn't hasn't been a world beater these past couple of years. They haven't, you know, no. and Mac Jones sucks ass. So. Let's rage. I at least like Mac a little bit. But I yeah, know. I, I just heading like into Heading into this year, you should have the better quarterback, receivers. I mean, hopefully tight ends. I know that, you know, it, it, tight ends are a Yeah, it's like weird, it's, but. It's whatever. Just because they signed Janu and Hunter Henry to such big deals, but it's just like. Offensive like lines, I'll give a wash just because New England always, always has a good offensive line and the Jets should have a good offensive line this year. Defense, whatever it positional groups. I mean, linebackers, they've got you beat. Um, the thing with our we'll defense see. is there's so many new starters. That's that the thing. Like so by hard to right by week eight or nine, whenever this is like, we'll know what the defense is. So it's tough to really say right now on paper, we, we love how it looks, but um, you're right. This is, this is just the time where it's like, okay, no, we, we're no longer just being the team that, you know, gets blown out by the Patriots in our, in our stadium at their stadium, we need to be competitive and within these games. And, and, and a ton of that does hinge on so much of this hinges on Zach. It it does. And I wanted to say that earlier and I forgot to mention it, but like, these are so many tough defenses. If you can start showing out. And even if we want to start moving into these other two games in this month stretch, Denver and Green Bay. Yeah, we're going backwards the, a little, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, we jumped up to to New to New England for a bit, but we're going to go back to those two uh, two games on the road, back to back weeks. Uh, going to Green Bay, going to Denver. I mean, two of the filthiest defenses in football, and that's already having to to play the Steelers and the Ravens and the Bengals and and fuck the Browns have a good defense too. We can't say that they don't. It's a lot of good defenses in this first half of the schedule. Um, Traveling to Green Bay, traveling to Denver. Those are two games that I just look at and I go, I... sorry. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. Like it just Green Bay maybe is a little different because you're like, oh, well, they don't have Devontae Adams. Their offense hasn't been. But it's like, well, they still have Aaron Rodgers. They still have Aaron Jones. They have A.J. Dillon. Like great defense. Rodgers will probably be able to throw it to somebody, you know, and it's like, yeah, great. Like One of the best secondaries really... in football. Right. And I mean, Denver, it's like, fuck, man, I would have loved to play fucking All of them. Drew Locke. And playing Denver team, last year would have been great. <laughs> here comes Russell Wilson, you know, and 
I got a lot of stock of Russell Wilson in my fantasy football league. So I don't know. It's just, I it's, it's going to be a tough road trip. It is. And, and these are two games where it's kind of funny. Cause like you look, like you say, okay, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, like it, it wouldn't be a stretch to say that New England, Buffalo are, are the more difficult games, but then it's like, okay, well, those are at home. And those are also divisional games where, where there's that extra like importance to win. And then you have these two away games against two, you know, as far as right now, top teams in the league. So it is just a little scary, but so I'm not as confident about this stretch. I'd say, I think our most likely win is going to come against new England and our next most likely win would come against green Bay. I guess, of course, we have to see how Denver is going to mesh and, and can all these receivers be the receivers that, that we thought they were going to be and saying they're just a quarterback away. Um, but yeah, I mean, for my prediction for for this stretch, I'm going to go with uh with one and three. Sadly, Miami is in this stretch though. I had my because the the Bills start. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. So, everybody. so Miami's a, a winnable one. All right, fuck it. I'm going two and two again, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna go two and two again. I put in parentheses. I'm praying two and two because like if. I don't know to me because I already had them starting off what one and three if the, it's another one and three and then you're just sitting there two and six so. yeah I mean I mean now that two and yeah, six I, going I into look, Buffalo I apologize because <laughs> I was I was looking at the schedule a little wrong and that's why I kind of was bouncing around but but yeah the the two divisional games you were talking about is Miami and Miami and New England New England and and I'll I'll go ahead and I'll agree with you about my the importance of the Miami game simply because like that's the most winnable game you have when you look at your first eight weeks, you know? And it's like, I I don't, I don't at all think the dolphins are going to be like a terrible team at all. You know, they have Tyreek Hill, they have Jalen Waddle, they have like, okay. Good defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing to to kind of hope for is Brian Flores isn't there anymore to, to, to be that defensive guy. Right. Um, but again, I mean, you look at you look at these and it's like, OK, well, if there's one game that I really think we're going to get, it's that Miami game. And and then that is even kind of like, all right, well, then here we go. Like show up, show off, like like prove that you're not going to you're not going to be the bottom of the AFC anymore, you know. And so. So, yeah, I'll go two and two. I'll say we beat Miami, maybe beat New England, I hope, or or yeah. steal one of these away games um, again, like. Any given Sunday is the most important thing to remember through all of this. Like these yep. are way too early predictions, but any given Sunday, no one would they have may said go one the... and three, and they may beat Denver, you know, and lose the exactly. Other like, no one would have said that the Jets would have beaten the Titans that were red hot or the Bengals last year, and, right. and both those games they came away with wins. There's going to be results here that we don't expect, but for the sake of just the fun of it, and uh, and Teddy, we were worried about not having a long enough show. With the way this has gone, I think we, I think we're going to do just fine with time on this one. Um, Why are we still pretty early? I mean, we're, we're what, maybe 40 minutes in and we're oh, halfway oh, I see through the schedule. Saying. I'm saying oh, like, yeah. we're doing, we're doing well. We like to give the people lots of our voices. Exactly. So this is where things start to get a, well, no, they don't. Honestly, the, we had it broken down by months, but when you look at the stretch real yeah, quick. Now I'm all confused. When you look at the stretch of at, Green Bay at Denver, hosting New England, hosting the Bills at New England. That stretch sucks. Yeah, but a bye week thrown if in there. you break it down and you just take a look at month three as, oh, we're okay. We, oops, we're hosting Buffalo, the Bills. Bye we week. go to New England. 
Oh yeah, bye week. You go to New England, and then you have the the Bears and the Vikings on deck. That's not as bad as when you include Green Bay and Denver beforehand. But I think we're in agreement with Buffalo. They're yeah, a juggernaut. I, I... There's no like way that you can sit here in May and be like, I think the Jets are going to beat Buffalo. You know, like if you're just like projecting the season like that, it doesn't make yeah, sense. That's all we're doing. We're not we're not saying what's going to happen. We're just taking a look at right. the schedule and saying, based on what we know about these teams, here's what we think. It'll be sick when we beat them twice and say fuck you to all the Bills fans. But but yeah, I mean, it just Buffalo is a juggernaut and it's like so goddamn annoying. But like. At least I have bills. I, I like can't decide if like because like I have a bunch of friends who are bills because I went to college in kind of Western New York. And it's just like I hate the bills and it annoys me that they get to be happy and I don't. But at the same time, like I, I kind of feel for them because because it's just I mean, they were dealing with the same shit we were dealing with three years ago. And that's they're kind of that like blueprint of, of like them and like the Bengals. And it's just like, even kind of like the chiefs. I mean, they weren't really great for a few years and it's like, it's possible to rise out of the ashes, you know? Well, and that's the thing. And I think the jets could find themselves in a situation like the bills where first two years or first year and a half of Josh Allen were rough. And the first season of Zach Wilson was rough. If you stick with that guy and he ends up like, Josh Allen, people are taking ahead of Mahomes in fantasy drafts. People are saying if you're taking a quarterback for the next 10 years, there are people that are saying Josh Allen. Now, I'm not going to say I that. think I'll say that. I'll I say that, that they're right around each other. I think Josh Allen provides a little bit more <clears throat> in the run game. And I, if you go back, and Teddy, you know this personally just because he was in the Darnold draft, I have been a Josh Allen guy since day one. And It's because uh, they look alike. Go check out the YouTube. Yeah, we a little bit. We look a little a bit. A lot somewhere. of it. It's like um, crazy. It's funny. We you do, look like we have, we a lot of same, people and they're all good the looking. It's mad annoying. Yeah, except, but I'm not like the good looking versions of them. It's like, oh, he's an uglier Josh Allen. Or, uh, eh, your dad always, give me, your dad always gives me. Your, he uh, thinks you look exactly like Ryan Gosling. But, but when he says that, he says like an ugly, he knows it's like a, a, a lesser version. I don't know. I think my dad's got a crush on you. So, <laughs> I do love your dad. He's the best. Yeah, um, he's a good dude. So, so anyways, with the Bills, I think what we're just saying here is like projecting the season, they're one of the best teams in football. So um, I, we can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, the Jets got him. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, and then obviously, like we just touched on New England, like, you know, it's 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 a toss up. And, and obviously, we're going to be in Gillette Stadium um, and they're a really good team and it'll be cold. But but I mean. The Chicago game, I won't even say the Minnesota game because I respect Minnesota, but like the Chicago game, that's our fucking Super Bowl because we better win like 40 to zero (laughs) and put Justin Fields on his ass over and over again, which is funny because there was a lot of months where I thought Justin Fields was going to be our quarterback last year, you know? Yeah, it seemed like that for a really long time. And that's the fun part of the schedule. You take a look at some of the top matchups. We get to see a lot of these rookie quarterbacks or of, of a year ago go against each other. You know, you got Trevor Lawrence coming up at the end. Mac Jones, you're going to play against him twice a year for however long. Um, and here you get Justin Fields, which is probably the little bit more rare one. Um, and then hopefully one day we get to see uh, this Jets team take on Trey Lance. But yeah, that's going to be a fun one. You know, it's 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 the guy that we, like you said, for months was like, okay, if we don't get Trevor Lawrence, you're going to get Justin Fields. And then the way that Zach Wilson kind of just burst onto the scene, it was like, okay, nope, now Zach Wilson's our guy. Um, so that'll be fun to get the Bears. But we were talking about this before. Do you think the Bears are going to be the worst team in football? No. 
I don't. I think there are going to be teams that are worse than them. I don't think they're. I, I mean, you are those you teams the Lions look. and the Jags because they're on our schedule too. The Lions are, kind of <laughs> Lions are kind of frisky. No, I think so too. Listen, and I think Lions I think frisky. I think it's very likely Trevor Lawrence bounce back too. I'm just trying to think who's going to be worse than the Bears. Who I'm not is really going sure. to be the worst. I think they're going to be the worst. I don't know, man. It could be them. I think it's going to be the Bears, which is unfortunate. Like I feel like Justin Fields is kind of getting screwed, but I mean we're we're, we're watching what. Justin Fields is going through and it's what the Jets have been stuck with, you know, in this cycle of just like getting a quarterback and not doing anything to, to help him, you know? And it's just like, when you sit and we're a year removed from these guys getting drafted and you look at what the Jets have and what the Jets have done in two years and what the bears have, and what the Bears have done in two years, like I, I just can't imagine, like, like if you're a Chicago Bears fan and you look at that objectively, like the Jets have blown you out of the water, you know? Yeah. And so I easily. just think it's it's one of those things where he doesn't have receivers. Just Fields has zero receivers. No, like By Darnold. Way, I mean, I like Darnold Mooney, but I think he's more of a wide receiver too, who needs someone to help him out. I'm gonna say Houston is worse than Chicago, and I'm gonna say Seattle's gonna be around there. Ooh, I, I think like Seattle's. That. I think Seattle's going to be like a bomb. Even if Geno's the QB, I think more so. We play Seattle too. Let's I know go. you've got Seattle on the schedule. I That's hate a, Drew Locke. I love Drew Locke. He's my boy. This has been a uh, fun episode because we just get to drop takes about all these other teams. I know. I like it. <laughs> so this month, I, I I guess we'll we'll get back on here. We kind of uh, uh, I think agree the most part. Chicago, like you said, the Super Bowl. The, the roster doesn't compete. This is the team that you've got to beat. You got to beat them convincingly. Um, and and they're they're just a team that when you look at the way that the roster is set up, they're in a total rebuild, and they yeah. they should be. And it's what happens when you clean house with a front office and a head coach, and and then you do nothing in free agency. They were one of the quietest teams in free agency, and you can just tell that they're just saying, "Hey, look." Justin, we know it's going to be rough. Stick through. You're our guy. Um, hopefully, I guess. I guess they could move on after two years, but I think he's talented enough where they shouldn't. But I'd agree. Yep. New England's going to be tough. You got to win one of those two. It's going to be one of them. I like that you get a New England out of the way pretty quick. It's not like a, you have to face I'm them so early and then late. I'm so sick of what, what I'll say about this schedule as a whole is that number one, I love that week one, we're not playing a divisional game finally. And I think yeah. we wait till week five to play a divisional game. Yep. And I mean, we do, we play new England twice in like four weeks, but with a bye yeah. week thrown in there, um, I do just way. like, it just, the way this schedule set up with the divisional games and like, like last year it was like, okay, well we play, I think like, it was like, we play the bills twice in the, end of the season and like the Patriots twice in the beginning of the season or I, I don't remember exactly but I just I, I think it's very more spaced out and very more like like let's build up to our divisional games and and really you know hopefully they mean something right exactly yeah heading into week five and say these teams are all doing well in the division it just it builds up the um it's always good to be in I, I know it's you would rather just be the team that's coasting in your division all the time but when you can say that okay no six games out of the year we're getting tested we're being tested by our divisional opponents that makes you feel a little bit better about who you are as a team um the only other one that we haven't really touched on is minnesota and they're to me and i i have it down in my own they're a little frisky i i kind of like the fact that they are moving on in this new era and they're going offense based you know they bring in the offensive coordinator what's his oh fuck 
I'm not going to remember. O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell from uh, Los mm-hmm. Angeles. They're just going hyper power offense. O'Connell kind of from the McVeigh tree that worked with cousins back in his time in Washington, obviously great receiving talent, a good running back offensive line and defense. I'm still like, eh, it's fine. Um, it should be a team that the jets beat. That's what I'll say. But you know, you're going what it's on the road, right? Or do you host? Yep. Yep. Nope. On the road, traveling out to Minnesota could be that that's a, that's a game where I'm like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get crushed and the offense just goes off or if the jets somehow pull out a win. Yeah. I, I think that that last kind of statement exactly nails it. I think like, I'm personally a guy who, who, is always higher on Kirk Cousins than everyone yeah. else. It seems like I, I'm a kind I of guy too. who like, like him and like Derek Carr kind of, it's like, if you're good enough to be playing quarterback oh, every year over and over again, and, and, you know, can show that you're like prolific at least a little and, and are able to, to lead a high powered offense. I mean, good for you. He's almost you know? a like jet. I, I'm not going to back talk. I'm not going to talk bad about that. Um, that's interesting. He was but, almost a jet. But I mean, my thoughts on this are kind of similar to, to a lot of it. And, and, you know, it might sound redundant, but it's just like these these middle of the pack teams who like aren't necessarily elite or or aren't necessarily terrible. It's like this is where we need to show up. You know, like these are the teams that we need. These are the games we need to start winning to flip from, you know, a four or five win season to a eight or nine or ten win season. You know, it's like it's like it doesn't always like we don't have to go and, and beat the Bills twice this year, you know, like. Sure, I want to. I would love to, but I'm not going to say that's like a must and that we need to take that step. But the step we do need to see is like, I mean, I'm trying to look for like middle of the pack teams, but it's like maybe some of these AFC North teams, you know, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, the Ravens, like, and, and I'm not trying to say no, any of these teams are not elite, but I'm, I'm just trying to say that we need to, we need to start winning these games against these teams that are in the middle because that's where we want to be. And right when you look at our schedule, Minnesota seems like one of the easier games, you know, and it's like, yep. they're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but, but they, they're not as good as the other teams. So it's kind of just one of those where, where you need it. So, so let's just take a second here. What games are we talking about? Like, like what's my prediction, Buffalo, New England, Chicago, Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Are you do here we go boys. Two? Here we go, boys. The Jets are going three and one on this stretch with the bye week. They're beating New England. They're beating Chicago. They're beating Minnesota. They're going to be three and oh on a hot streak going into Buffalo at 1 p.m. on December 11th. And I'm going three and one. So are you having them sweep New England? Sure. Fuck New I like England. it. Fuck New England. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm literally <laughs> no, making my I... predictions on the fly just so everyone's hate... aware. Do you see what I have? uh one and I have, three i have one and three fuck you yeah no, that's I, cool. I, I, I put in parentheses could be two and two this is all like we said though like it's just it's so hard to predict and like yeah like yeah. none of the things that you're saying and your reasoning for them to be one and three in this stretch like are wrong you know and 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 again it's as we're going through the schedule i'm kind of realizing it's harder than i anticipated yeah because again it's like you look at like we were saying the first nine weeks are hard realistically i mean through week 14 like we have a game against miami chicago and minnesota and like those are the easiest opponents those are the play. Three and maybe the Steelers. games you know and cool. it's like that's tough and and wow. it takes us i will say our, our ending stretch of four games 
is a lot easier. For but not including the second time we played Buffalo. No, no, right. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo, we just strategy of of months gets fucked with this math. What at least you just call this episode like fuck math or something. Fuck math. I did not expect to be this confused. Clip that. Yeah. Yeah. So the final the five. game schedule is really getting to me. It is. It's and I'm one of those people who hates when people say shit like that. But here I fucking am. It did break your brain. All right. Well, yes. Okay. So I have the Jets right now at, at four and eight on the season. I'm trying to think three and one. I have them at like seven and five. Nice. Fuck yeah. All right. So we head into the final five games. This is where it gets easy ish you get the buffalo game out of the way and then to me i mean if this is a team that is in the hunt by the time this is where they can maximize up on it because you've got hosting detroit hosting jacksonville at seattle and then finishing the season in miami against the dolphins most fun matchups to me in this stretch Soliver's campbell that's going to be a fun one i you know both hired in the same offseason both were in the running for i believe both jobs Sala was like there was a stretch there where Salah was like, okay, yep, I'm going back home to Detroit. I grew up outside the stadium. Like, there was a lot of buzz that he was going to be the guy there. Obviously, they go Dan Campbell, two very big meathead football guys. So that's just going to be a fun a fun head coaching matchup. Yeah, and I, I, think, that, uh, I think that the Lions are probably going to be better than a lot of people think. And I, I don't going to be better than the Bears. Yeah, I don't be think that than means the like they're going to be great, but I, I do think it means that they're going to, you know, they're just one of those teams where, like, you have a guy like Dan Campbell, and, and they kind of remind me of the Jets, like maybe not in the way they've been doing stuff, but just the way that that they want guys that kind of fit that culture of, I mean, it's a little different in Detroit, but they want guys who are, like, really hungry and after it and really intense, and, and you know, and the Jets are looking for these guys who, who love football and love the work and and want to put in the work. And it, it just seems kind of similar to me. Um, so, so that's cool. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think the Salah Campbell matchup is great. I think there's a lot of like fun players, you know, Jameson Williams will be back healthy mm-hmm. by this point. Um, I really like Deandre Swift, you know, they have a, a few good guys on that defense. I just think that it's one of those games where like Detroit's not as bad as you think, but at the same time, like, Again, this is really where it's kind of just like a okay, Jets. Like, like these are the type of things where you really need to show, like, like how do you show you're a good team? You beat up on the bad teams, you know. So hopefully we can we can get it done against Detroit. And then, well, do you have any thoughts on Detroit? I apologize. I was about to jump right into Jacksonville. No, with Detroit, I I, I agree. You're hosting them. It's going to be later in the season. Um, I'm not a big golf guy. I think that they're yeah, probably... Yeah, me neither. That's kind of where the biggest differentiation comes. To me, they're a team where, like, I, I don't know, and the Jets could very well be in this way if, they're, if their season doesn't fall out and they're picking in the top again. We've talked about that. This how, how attached are they to Zach Wilson? I think that's a huge thing. I think the Lions are less attached to Jared Goff where they're in this final stretch of the season. Goff could be playing very well much for his starting career in the NFL. So a lot could be hinging on things for him. If they're at the top of the draft, they could be looking at, you know, at who their next quarterback is going to be. So it'll be interesting to see because you have them so late, say they're off to a really terrible start. 
this thing could be in the can for them kind of like mm-hmm. last year but Campbell's one of those guys that's he's not going to worry about where they're drafting he's he's going to want to win every game um so no I I, I respect the Lions I kind of love their offseason I love their offense I, I don't mm, know much me too I don't know if I necessarily I love, love their, their jerseys defense too. at the moment jerseys are cool but yeah I think the wide receiving group of Monroe St. Brown Jameson Williams DeAndre Swift good offensive line TJ Hawkinson like it should be easy for golf um so that's gonna it's gonna be a fun game um and then yeah let's let's move into Jacksonville what are your thoughts on the Jags yeah I mean it brings us to uh game right before Christmas Thursday night our only primetime game of the season um I do I think it's kind of cool that we get the Thursday night game the week before Christmas when we're about to have I forgot exactly what the deal is but I I think there's like a full slate of games on Saturday and then Christmas on Sunday or and there's three games or maybe that's flipped at the because at the end they start where like Christmas is going to be a blast yeah and um but it's kind of cool that like I'll get to enjoy all those games like during Christmas and I'll be able to do all the Christmas stuff, but then we'll have that jets kind of day um, a few days before that to really just focus on the jets. I will say it's kind of like, obviously jets fans are all disappointed. We only get the one primetime game. Um, but I, I love when the jets play at one o'clock. I don't know why. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, it's the matchup or the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, like the, the revenge from last year of Jacksonville's and Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's probably going to be a little extra special to him. He wants to show and, and, and bounce back and beat us after we beat them. Um, I think it's very possible. Trevor Lawrence looks a lot better this year. The Jags look a lot better this year just because of the dumpster fire they were, but at the same time, like, I don't think, I don't think they made the necessary moves to improve the way the jets did. I don't think their receiving cores is, is scary. I don't, um, I mean, I think their running backs are good for sure, but, but I just, I, I, they don't really like scare me as a team and they don't seem like they're going to be able to like throw the ball successfully too much, not because of Trevor Lawrence, but just because I don't think they really have that much talent um, yeah. in where they put their money. I mean, I think Christian Kirk's making like a hundred million dollars or something. He started now. the he started the fucking train of every receiver yeah, I mean, needing a new contract. And then they signed someone else, Zay Jones, maybe. Um, the boy. It, it just it seems very reminiscent of like what the Patriots did last year, signing Aguilar and uh, the other guy. But well, yeah, they paid their tight ends and then right. Yeah. And so they they went very heavy on offense, but it was guys. It that just seemed like, like they were like overpaying, like kind of like right. third string, like like number three receivers, you know, which kind of looks like what Jacksonville's doing here. So I just I don't know. I think this should be should be a good win. And I hope it kind of like breaks this primetime curse that we have where where every time people don't realize how important like primetime games are to what the national fan bases think of your team you know like like one of the reasons the jets are such a dumpster fire and maybe other teams like jacksonville or detroit who've also struggled these past few years aren't viewed in that light is because every time the jets take center stage and the whole world's watching they blow it you know Mm -hmm. and so it's just like we really again it's like what's what's funny about projecting the season is it comes down to like are they going to take the step or are they not? You know, are some of these guys going to start hitting or are they going to be underwhelming? You know, and it's like, so here we go, like time to uh, time to really show up. And, and you know, maybe we can put a put a beating on these guys. Yeah, I agree. It's It should be a winnable game. I think the, the Jags at the very least are culturally much improved. If you want to give them at least some sort of credit as to what they've done this offseason, 
I think you couldn't have gotten a better guy than Doug Peterson to really hone things in and kind of try and change the, um, the outlook for the organization because it did reach kind of an all-time low with Urban Meyer last year. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's one of those ones where you, you said it earlier, when you take a look at the rosters and you take a look at the teams you should be beating, this is a team that the Jets should be beating in 2022. So I don't need to add much more onto what you said. Primetime game, get it done. Um, mm-hmm. I like what you said about it's, it's not really about the team itself. It's, it's how the league views the team or how the, the other fan bases view the team. And if you get the chance to watch the Jets once and they get smoked 40 to 10, uh, that, that changes, you know, I guess a, a lot of people will just be like, it's, it's the goddamn Jets again. Um, so, yep, I'll take that game as a win. Traveling out to Seattle, the Jamal Adams revenge game probably won't even be healthy by this point of the season. Probably going to shut things down for another surgery or something. But That would um, be sweet. Could be hilarious. I hate that guy. It, he's just become one of the it's, – it's funny. <laughs> it, it's Blitz boy now. He's, he's the defensive version of Michael Thomas where everybody – you're good at one thing, and, and that's the only thing that you get recognized for now. And, and he's overpaid. He complains. He's – very dramatic i don't know take me what do you think because there was a point yeah where i loved him you loved him no for sure and i i do think that it's like he gets more crap than he probably deserves and he's a better player than kind of what jets fans give him and and maybe even the national media gives him for sure i think it's it's kind of one of those things like where where this is like a high draft pick who we then traded for two firsts and a third. And then they signed him to a, like they, they extended his contract. Cause obviously, I mean, you trade two first round draft picks for a guy, you kind of have to, but so it's like, at this point, he is just so overpaid for what his value to a team is. And like the fact that he is this blitz boy, you know, and like, he really isn't that all that good in coverage. And it's just like, like at some point it's like, okay, if Seattle's really creating their defense around Jamal Adams, it might even be hindering them because maybe running a different defense where, where you have a safety who can really be more of a, you know, normal safety. um, Maybe it would be a little better for them, but, but I mean, I kind of agree with you. I like, I, I just, it's hard for me to have any positive expectations for the Seahawks just because of their quarterback room because of kind of the question marks at running back. Like I know they just signed Kenneth Walker and they have Rashad Penny and maybe Chris Carson will ever play again, but all those guys are, are, are definitely like, like Chris Carson literally might never play again. I mean, I have no reason to think he will. And Rashad Penny was bad and had a good few games last year, but it's just like, I don't know. I just, I, I think they're going to be a bad team. I don't think they're going to be able to turn it around. I think Pete Carroll and the way he runs his offense has been holding back Russ like more than the other way around. And I just, I think, I think number one, this should be a very winnable game just in general. And number two, I think it should mean a lot to the jets because of, I mean, how important that deal with, with Jamal Adams was and in, in what we have now. I mean, you, you look at what it really turned into and it was Elijah Vera Tucker and, and uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, like th- those are two guys that we really need to be cornerstones of, of the offense, you know? So I just, I, I, I think this is, you know, I look at this as a game they win. Like I, I just, I really have no, maybe I'm doubting Seattle too much, but I just think they're going to stink. I think which, that which you agree with. 
Yeah, I agree with Pete Carroll. He hasn't been afraid before to blow this whole thing up. They legitimately were on the doorstep three or no, it was four years ago. Now they were going to trade Russell Wilson to the Cleveland Browns and they were going to draft Josh Allen and just start the whole damn thing over. That was going to happen. They offered. I'm not sure if it was Russ and and picks, but that was a deal that was on the table. And, um, and, and it's crazy to think Cleveland, instead of, you know, ended up going the route of taking Baker Mayfield instead. And now they're in this situation. They could add Russ, they could add Josh Allen. They could have had a ton of different options, but Sam Donald. now they've got Deshaun Watson. Yeah, exactly. Um, Quentin Nelson. Um, <laughs> but anyways, he was, he was the guy that I get uh, it. I get it. There. I get it. Ha! That was a fun trade. Anyways, I see like. Yeah, whatever. You still do that deal trying to take a quarterback. Th- we don't need to talk no, about that trade. No, no, now. that's true. But then it's like that sucked when you guys broke us. But now that we've broken Seattle, it's, it's just fine. like I don't care anymore. You know? Yeah, you're off the Sam Darnold. <clears throat> um, yeah. Anyway, Sorry, so the Seattle one, when they're at that point of the season, I truly think that they are all whether or not they're they can't view Locke or Smith or anybody on that roster as the long term future at quarterback. Maybe if you're sitting there. In week 17, I know you love Gino. We all love Gino. We're just sitting there here. when you're sitting there week 17 and you're last in your division, you're inching toward a top pick, and you know that five quarterbacks are going to go in the first round at the very minimum next year. It's going to be like that class where Darnold, Rosen, Allen, Mayfield, Lamar all went. It's going to be a class that's like that, if not maybe even more. Um, where you're picking matters, and and I don't think. Pete is Pete isn't going into this season thinking we need to be competitive because I'm an old guy. He's understanding like, no, we can blow things up and restart. He doesn't seem to really care about it because we saw that he was willing to trade away, you know, at at Russell Wilson at at his peak almost to just take a shot on Josh Allen. So um, I think you're sitting at that point. They're going to be a bad team. They're going to be last in their division. I almost think it would be a rollover game. Um, Just, just, taking a look at rosters. And I think the Jets have a better roster. Um, so they'll get the win there. Uh, they'll get it over um, Jamal Adams a little bit. Nice revenge there. Um, and then finish off the season, Teddy. I, I'm not going to say that the Jets are going to be sitting here like a win and get into the playoffs, but like this could be some great That's dramatics. Hope. That's the hope. I mean, when you look you at this to, last you go game to Miami. against Miami, in Miami, Whew. I think that, Number one, the first thing that sticks out when I just think of this game, what's funny, what's like in my brain right now is uh, is Jason Taylor, you know, because because he he had all that time in Miami and then he spent a year with the Jets and then mm-hmm. he went back to Miami. And, and it just that's when I really like as a Jets fan, you know, and that's kind of around when I got in when I became a Jets fan in like 08, 09, 010. That's not how you say that. But 010. Um, the Miami rivalry is one that like, I really, really want to like bring back, you know, cause like we all have the rivalry with, with the Patriots. So it doesn't really feel like our own thing. And like Jets Miami in the history of the NFL is, is one of the biggest rivalries in, in the league. You know, if you just look at the NFL overall. So I just, I would really, I mean, can you imagine if they're sitting there and somehow, like both these teams are in the hunt, and and we're we're fighting, even if it's for that seventh spot. I mean, that seventh playoff spot Huge. really adds a lot of parity to the league, just because like you you last. I mean, you look at last year, like there were a lot of 
teams that didn't make the playoffs. Maybe not a lot, but there's a few teams fuck that you. didn't make the playoffs. I think I know you're not that doing were better. Purpose, but oh yeah, you. I mean the Colts, the Chargers, like those were teams that oh. I definitely thought were better than the Steelers. And what do you know? The Steelers got in, and then you look at like um, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the Eagles, but I think oh no, the Dallas won their division. Yeah, so the Eagles, yeah, and I mean like Eagles they didn't the really seem like they belonged either, and so. I'm not trying to say that we don't belong there. All I'm trying to say is that seventh team really adds there. A, a lot, a much bigger chance. And so it's like, can you imagine if we're sitting here week 18 against Miami in Miami and we're playing for a playoff spot, that would be sweet. Um, and I guess I'll just go for it here. So these last five games, I want to say four and one, just because when I look at it, I say lost to Buffalo in week 14 and then followed up with, sorry, followed up with a win against Detroit, win against Jacksonville, win against Seattle, win against Miami. What I'm going to say, similar to the way I was kind of saying it about, you know, a few wins that we're going to steal is I don't think it's unlikely that, that, that there's, you know, some losses that, that get stolen as well. You know, that's just kind of the way it is. So I'll go three and two here to, to finish that out. Um, and I think that puts me right at 10 and seven, um, you know, which, which to me is like that, like, I think what a lot of fans keep saying is eight and nine, nine and eight. And I think that's kind of just like what you have to say, but that 10 and seven mark is kind of like the, like, okay, well, we weren't just like better. We weren't just middle of the pack. Like we're three games above 500. And I think that would feel really good. Obviously I'm an optimist, obviously it's going to require a lot of hitting for these jets players. And, and just because of how, like I, the offense is all young guys. And then the defense is all new guys essentially is how it feels, you know? So it's like, for sure, there's question marks and for sure you can't just sit here. We're all excited about what the roster looks like. And we're all excited about the talent on this team. You can't just sit here and say that they're definitely going to be good. You know, you can't. And, right. and, realistically you know not everyone's going to hit not all of our draft picks are going to hit and and that's not what you want to hear but you know this is what i'm going with you know and i i really do in my opinion i i really see the jets offense taking a step that's gonna that's gonna be noticeable and and i also think that the defense um, is going to be far from from 32nd in the league you know so i just think right. i think the path to a much much better season and you know potentially a 10 and 7 season or What's nice about this is I was being kind of generous and I'm at 10 and seven. So maybe we don't, maybe we go nine and eight or eight and nine, but to me, those are still pretty acceptable years. Definitely. I think anything from seven and 10 is acceptable. Um, I agree. I'm going to, I'm going to switch. I had written three and two here. I'm going to say the Miami sweep happens. I'm going to, I just, I like the quarterback more. I like, I don't, not to say that I don't like, uh, the the new head coach over in in miami mcdaniels McDaniel. right mcdaniel mm -hmm. yeah like mcdaniel i like so i like the offensive line better i like the running game better i'm gonna say we get the dolphin sweep i'm gonna put four and one in the final stretch finishing eight and nine on the season Ooh, spicy. don't know what that means i like eight and nine i just i, I think thought you were gonna be lower than that going into this pod i had seven and ten finally here I'm going to go eight and nine that final stretch, man. And that's, that's my biggest point with the schedule. I, and my, my final question to you, I guess, before we can wrap things up, would you rather be the team? If this schedule was flipped, if it was reversed and this easy half was in the first half, would you rather be the team that starts blazing hot 
and then, oh, they, they face some real tough competition and it fades out? Or would you be the team kind of like the Jets were last year? Not that it translated to a ton of wins, but where it's slow, 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 and then, oh, look at how they finish the season. What would you rather as a fan? Yeah, that's a hard question. That's I tough, mean, right? And I, It's the I, same result at the end of the day, but it's a different outlook. Yeah, but I guess I'm going to kind of have a cop-out answer where, where like, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's like... <laughs> At the like, you look at the Dolphins last year, and they started one and seven. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, I think they won their first game and then lost seven and then won was, yeah. seven. Yeah, because they played you week one, didn't right they? Or no? No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't play you week one. They played uh New England. The yep. the yeah, because they played New England the past three years, which is again like maybe changed right. up, guys. Yeah, switch. But anyways, but no, I mean. It, it, that's a hard question because realistically, like both of those suck more than just like winning wins intermittently. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, like, even you know, like just spread them out a little if it was, bit, you know, out, like, yeah. like that's better because, because yep. it's like, sure, it would be crazy to win like seven games in a row, but if you already dug yourself in that one and seven hole, that's gonna suck. I guess I'd probably rather have that than being seven and one and then ending like seven and 10, you know, or eight yep. and nine, like that would suck. But I do, that th that was what Blake kind of his big point to me when we were talking to the schedule is just like, it would feel so different if the schedule is flipped. And I just want to kind of like lay the lists out there just to kind of like put a bow on it. But, but when you look at the schedule as a whole and we'll go weeks one through 11 and that's a long ass time. It's but most weeks one it. through 11. <laughs> it's Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo, bye week, New England. And I mean like that, like, again, it's like Miami it is the team there that seems like the breath of like, the, oh my god i can breathe again and we don't even know if we're gonna if we're gonna be miami you know they could be pretty good like they have they have good Ugh. players on their team and so now i'll take you week 12 through 18 this is gonna sound a lot different chicago minnesota buffalo detroit jacksonville seattle miami i mean like the difference in those lists is absurd especially it's once ridiculous. like like take even take out the the division games and it's like all right we have Seattle, Jacksonville, Detroit, Minnesota, Chicago, compared to Green Bay, Denver, and the entire AFC North. Like, those are different, that's crazy. you know? It's a tough and schedule. And that's why, like, the first four weeks, like, we 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 absolutely cannot start 0-4. And if we do start 1-3, it's like, well, then we better be beating Miami, and we better figure it out against one of these other Green Bay, Denver, New England. You know, it's like, yeah, I just really, a 2-2 two and two start would feel good. It would, it would, especially after the years of Owen four and yeah, I, I, every year feels like we've been Owen four for my life. And I know that's not true remotely, but that's how it feels at the moment. It's interesting from a, from a jets perspective, because to me for the Colts last year, we started out slow, we got really hot and then we still ended up missing the play. And then you lost to the Jaguars. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I'll, that's that's actually that's you know gonna be one of those Jaguars? memories that lives with me forever. That memory is gonna be like that's your that's your week ever. fifteen against the Bills. I mean, yep. it, and like the Bills were a bad team. They weren't the worst team in the league, but they were a bad team. But I rem I remember last year, and here we go. Let's be a Colts pod for a second. Yeah. I remember last year at one point, 
literally being like, are the Colts the best team in the AFC? They were like, on which fire. It seems so absurd, but they were just like, it just seemed like they had so much talent and it didn't even matter if Carson Wentz wasn't the best because he was doing fine, you know? Yeah. And then like, I remember, I think they lost that second to last week. I don't remember against who Oakland or Vegas. Yeah. It was a game winning field goal. We lost. And on. it's like, all right, well, we can, we can just beat Jacksonville and we're in. And I remember being like, well, they're going to beat them. And then they didn't, you know, and, I, and a, that's the beauty of the NFL, man, any given Sunday. So that's why this whole fucking schedule thing doesn't even matter. That had to be one of like the biggest. Yeah, you're, that's a great point. This entire podcast we did. None of it. Oh, it matters if you I listen. Know, but, thank you for listening through to this. Yeah, part. thank you for listening. And what I loved about it is it gave us the opportunity to kind of like touch on all these other teams that were playing, yeah. you know, even more so than like what we think about the Jets. It's what we right. think about these other teams, which is it was really fun. You know, I think this yeah. is a really fun episode. Definitely. I, that Colts, I, I we were talking about the Colts one. I just even I don't know, thinking about games that may have haunted me in the past, I reached a point this past year and within the last years where I became a very addicted sports gambler. And when I tell you I had everything in my life attached to the Colts money line, like I would just place a random bet on a game and I would just parlay it with the Colts money line because I was just like, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good happen, and it, which is funny because it was probably like minus like 800 or it something. was. Probably it, it changed added nothing. you like eight dollars to your parlay. Changed parlay. nothing for me, and I and I still ended up. It, it cost me everything. That is one of those games. It's just like it's a stunner. But yeah. anyway, so what? You you finished what ten and ten and seven ten there. And seven. I went eight and nine. It, it's it's it should be in that range. If it's anything lower than seven and ten, that's where things are like problematic. It, and I wouldn't say from like a coaching perspective, but I definitely would say so in a in a Zach perspective. Yeah, I think that that's kind of if 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 Zach Wilson isn't able to improve, like the Jets should be better. If Zach Wilson plays exactly as well as he played last year, the Jets should still be a better team, you know, and maybe yep. maybe one game better of a win record. Um, but like if he can take a step, even just even just to becoming a good court, like a, a middle of the road quarterback, you know, like, like even just Kirk to Cousins. be a 15, 16 best quarterback, they should be able to win seven games, you know, yep. and then, and then go ahead and add wins as that, as Zach's uh, year is better. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> we've talked about this a lot, but it's like, I, I don't see how you can, place the blame on joe douglas i think joe douglas has done everything correctly he's done everything smart he's done everything well and i don't think that um i mean like i personally think Sal's the man who knows if we have another five in whatever year how we're all gonna view him but it really does seem like this is like a make or break year for zach where mm-hmm. if, if we're not playing well it's kind of his fault you know and that's how it feels the, the teams that started this trend and, and even they held on too long. And I've been a proponent. If you don't got your guy, kick him to the curb. And, and it's, it's unfortunate for the player, but it's just, it's, you can't the, the Rams and the Eagles, and even they gave second contracts to Goff and Wentz, but they started this thing where it's like, no, if your young quarterback just doesn't have it, you don't owe him a second right. contract. You don't owe him the fifth year option. The, the, the Browns are moving off of Baker Mayfield before his second contract. Like teams are 
look where the, the Giants have been with Daniel Jones. You know, it's like stop committed too long. Stop hoping. You know, yeah, and and so you could say it's two years too long at this point. You know, like the fact that he's going to be the starter next year to me is just like mind blowing because I never would have thought that. And it's a little different for the Jets because the regime had changed, but they cut ties with Darnold pretty quickly, wouldn't you say? Given all things considered like yeah sure yeah i mean with the new coach it it lined up you just flush it right out so i guess they had a little bit easier and but um sometimes i think it's a it's based on who's available you know if the if there was a top quarterback prospect in this class you don't think the giants with picks five and seven probably take him whoever that's true that's true So a lot of it does depend on who's available but i do think that we're in this era now where it's like okay if year two is zach wilson is done this team is talented and and it should just it, need it, an average quarterback. It really feels like we're like team. a quarterback of a way to be. Yeah, exactly. And that's yep. the the beauty of it, and and the scariness of it is, if if Zach Wilson can just be an average quarterback, plus you know Perfect. that'll be great. And Take if he it. can't, that'll really hurt my feelings. That'll suck. Yeah, you'll be on to your next jersey, your Bryce Young jersey. God, I don't want to buy another jersey, bro. I'm trying to wear the Zach one forever. I haven't bought a jersey in a bit. Yeah. I should get a well, Jonathan Taylor one. Yeah, you should. He's a stud. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's get we out of here. It. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was we still we still were able to turn that into a long one. Thank you guys so much for listening to Chasing 69, a New York Jets podcast. Uh, I said at the beginning, follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore chasing 69 at YouTube with the same page. I'm at Blake Andrew Pace on Twitter. Teddy's at Teddy Huncho. Um Teddy Huncho, where did I? I wasn't around you when that. It's like Quavo Huncho. About. I know, but like I, you were. That was a Fisher. Nickname. One of my buddies just yeah called Teddy me it, and I thought it was sick. It's actually like, yeah, well, it's a good nickname for sure. Okay, cool, awesome. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>